Welcome to the Well at Work podcast from the University of Kentucky Center on Trauma and Children. This podcast is brought to you by a grant from SAMHSA. On this episode, Emily Smith discusses how healthcare workers can help close the health gap that allowed COVID to impact some communities more than others. In the two years since COVID was first identified in the U.S., there have been over 77 million cases and more than 925,000 deaths. Emerging research shows that the pandemic has impacted Americans unequally. Those in low-income communities and communities of color have been more likely to become infected by the virus and are more likely to be hospitalized or to die from COVID than their counterparts. Social determinants are major contributing factors of health inequities, likely leading to the differences in morbidity and mortality between groups. In this podcast, I'll share more about the impact these inequities have on health and offer some ways you can help your patients or clients bridge the health gap that contributes to these health outcomes. Social determinants of health, conditions where we live and work that impact health and well-being, are not equal in the U.S. Research indicates that unequal access to safe housing, nutritious foods, quality education, and healthcare has led to increased risk for disease and poor health outcomes. We can map these patterns geographically, showing the impact of historic and systemic discrimination and chronic lack of opportunity. Among communities of color or within low-income communities, this health gap widens over a lifetime. The result is that chronic diseases like hypertension, heart disease, and diabetes disproportionately impact those living below the poverty line many of whom are African-American, Indigenous, or Latino-Latina. These diseases also increase risk for complications from COVID-19. As a result, we have seen that COVID has impacted low-income communities and communities of color at a much higher rate than other communities. A report from the Kaiser Family Foundation in late 2021 indicates that white Americans were three times less likely to be diagnosed with COVID than non-white counterparts, and once diagnosed, were less likely to be hospitalized. Indigenous people were found to be 3.5 times more likely to be hospitalized, while African Americans and Latino Latina people were 2.8 times more likely to end up hospitalized than white counterparts. Emerging research is helping to explain possible causes. Evidence points to the impact that systematic patterns of discrimination have on physiology. Research has now clearly shown that stress and traumatic experiences have an impact on the body and brain. Chronic stress from discrimination, financial instability, and unsafe or unstable housing has been linked to the same chronic diseases that increase risk of COVID infection. Chronic stress has been shown to increase risk for hypertension, heart attack, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and substance misuse. New research also shows that individuals with depression and anxiety, often linked to chronic stress, are at increased risk of severe illness due to COVID infection. You may have read the literature or heard reports in the media and wonder, if these are systemic issues, what can I do? Few among us have the power to create policies that eliminate discrimination but all of us have the opportunity to make changes to how we provide care to our patients or clients. Care plans that are patient-focused, trauma-informed, and culturally aware can close the health gap that allowed COVID to impact some communities more than others. Tip one, focus on your ethical training. The core principles of ethical decision-making offer a framework of conduct to enable you to provide your patients and clients with the best care you can. 
These ethical responsibilities are dynamic and change as we develop new ways to describe how to provide care equitably. Patient or client-first care that is culturally appropriate and trauma-informed can fit into that ethical framework. Consider trauma as a universal consideration. Avoid triggering or re-traumatizing those in your care who may choose not to seek help in the future based on your treatment. Tip two, practice cultural humility. Many care providers don't live in the community where they work, but that doesn't mean they don't provide exemplary care. For some providers, bridging the gap between where they come from and where they deliver care can be easy, but for most of us, it takes time and attention. Offering culturally responsive services that support and meet the needs of the community takes humility. The chance of making a mistake can be daunting for many, but also represents an opportunity for growth. Instead of telling a patient that they must adhere to a treatment regimen, consider taking a different approach. Ask, what can I do to help you commit to this behavior change? Tip three, slow your thinking to avoid bias. Rapid thought processes guide our actions and behaviors, but this also contributes to bias. Bias is universal. Even the most well-meaning individuals have the potential to act on bias, especially when pressed for time or given the large amount of information available to us in the palm of our hand. Confirmation bias may lead us to only offer treatment that we are most comfortable with or to ignore contrary evidence after an initial diagnosis. Some deep-seated biases develop as a result of the experiences we have or influence from relationships and the media. They lead to unknowingly committing microaggressions or relying on stereotypes to form opinions. This implicit bias reduces the quality of relationships we have with our patients and clients and has been shown to lead to poorer outcomes. When we slow our thinking, we reduce the risk of fast, unconscious, or emotional responses to people and events linked to this automatic process. Tip four, commit to improving diversity, equity, and inclusion. When providers reflect the patients they serve, patient outcomes improve. Commit to supporting colleagues to foster a safe and inclusive workplace. Don't be silent when others challenge the efforts to promote equity and inclusion. Take advantage of opportunities for growth offered by your workplace, Office of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. The COVID pandemic has shown the impact that social inequities have on health. While healthcare workers and behavioral health professionals are unable to change the policies that lead to systemic discrimination and lack of opportunity, these tips can help you to reduce the impact that these policies have on the health of the individuals in your care. Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to stay well at work. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Follow the link in the video description for more resources on our well at work website. And of course, stay tuned for more episodes on topics that will keep you well at work, home and school.